0: Magnolias, two sisters who love family, traditions, and all
1: things southern. We've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair.
0: Hey, before we jump into our topic today, it being still October when we're recording this, yeah. and we haven't quite gotten into Thanksgiving yet, I wanted to share this letter to the editor that is six years old <laughs> that I saved and actually you saved as well yep. so this is the former uh, editor-in-chief of Southern Li- Living Lindsay Bierman and he wrote this as part of an October issue in 2013 but I thought it was so good in terms of sentiment he wanted to share around
1: this this season of year yeah
0: and anyway so i'm just gonna read a couple of lines and then we can jump into today but this actually this was a free issue that i got of southern living okay and i was so surprised that this was actually in the magazine Uh i subscribed
1: Isn't that interesting? And I've
0: subscribed ever since. Ever since. So I was already getting it. So Southern Living, good job. Yeah. You got me as a subscriber...
1: Maybe for life, based because this. of this sentiment. Okay, so that's the weight I put it put on this. Yeah, that's why we both kept it. I think we were like, "Oh my goodness, this is my
0: thoughts so good. too." So um, obviously, he's talking, you know, welcoming you to the season um, that they're in in October. But he jumps in and says, "All this month's glorification of death and dismemberment runs counter to the beauty of changing leaves." cool temperatures and warm casseroles popping out of ovens right now across the South. There's enough angst in the world these days and folks seem plenty on edge without editors like me having to come up with new ways to frighten their friends and neighbors. That's so (laughs) true. So obviously what I'm saying is we really would love to overshadow the gunk
1: the death that, that this, message that so this, much of Halloween does. Yeah,
0: that this month really seems to want to usher in and focus on autumn and casseroles and... New change, foods that are in season. Fall, fall foods, yeah. And, um, you know, even what we're going to be talking about today, the the wonderfulness of different Southern um, expressions in food. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. just wanted to... That's my sidebar, but I thought... <laughs> It's a really good time of year to just remember that it's about so much more. Celebrating the and life. And so many brighter things yeah. than you see out. So anyway, there's my soapbox. Life in the
1: elements. Stepping off.
0: <laughs> we are talking about Nuts of the South
1: today. Oh, Lord, we're not going to talk about any of them from our family, are we? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Southern Nuts. Yeah, if you just Googled Nuts or Southern Nuts or Nuts of the South, and you were looking for a people group, you are kind of in the right place, but not quite, I guess. <laughs> um, that's funny. I had not even thought big, about
1: it that way. Big part of Southern culture. It is, is. It's huge,
0: and we are proud of some of the nuts that we have that have been growing here for years. and that's right. Still ones that you can get your hands on today, and a few that have
1: disappeared that we want to talk about, too, to... Revive. That's right. Well, southern nut trees are valued for their lumber as well as their nuts. That's so true. You know, many nut trees make good shade trees and such, but um, I tell you, there's not much of a better grab snack to me than nuts. Me too. Like, they just make me feel good. Yep. They seem to curb my appetite. Like the protein makes me feel good. So. Right they don't have to be refrigerated so yeah. you can it's stick them in your a purse a snack yeah. like yeah good thing to keep on hand that's a good point or they even travel well in the car you know especially if yeah. it's something that doesn't have the shell like yeah. where you're just able to literally grab it and eat yeah. it but that's
0: a good well i brought us a nut spread today so cute although we're not very well represented in this sort of variety of southern nuts. Well, I got see
1: pecans and peanuts. I see those, those are, yeah. I don't know that we do any almonds or pistachios. Pistachios. Uh, definitely no macadamia. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that was good though. Anyway, mm. okay. Well, start us off. I think one of the most famous in the south is the pecan yes. or the pecan, depending on where you live, Yes, yeah, you say it. We're pecan girls. Um, it's closely related to the hickory. Yes, it is native to the United States and predominantly found in the southeast. Yeah. Like region of the Mississippi River area. Yeah. yeah. Uh good source of vitamins and antioxidants, and Georgia is the nation's leading producer of pecans. I saw that too. They I mean, are. in fact, I used to work for the state of Georgia and I have a like brochure about Georgia pecans that has some great recipes that I use. Do you remember that cheese ball that I make yes. that has the pecans On and the, the strawberry? Outside. Yeah, jam- that's from that little brochure that came I'm from telling the Georgia y'all, pecan. Lainey keeps pamphlets galore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I read that there's over 140 thousand acres planted in pecan trees in Georgia.
1: Wow, that's impressive. That's isn't a it? lot of acreage harvested between October and November so right in the time we're we're in it's pecan pecan season season. (laughs) cute shirt or bumper sticker or or not bumper sticker yeah pecan wood is also valued for making furniture cabinets flooring like just good beautiful wood yeah Um, and then of course I think of the pecan pie heck yes very famous in the south is the pecan pie and actually, I, I did read that the pecan pie did not become famous until after World War II. Okay. Um, chess pie and molasses pie. Okay. Were popular. Okay. And then um, that kind of laid the foundation okay. for the pecan pie. Which oh, okay. We talked we've about said that before. It's very. In similar our, texture. Yeah. In our Southern Pies episode, we
0: we mentioned the closeness of a chess and pecan. Yeah. 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 So after World
1: War II, that became a lot more popular. But cool. Yeah. Pecans are definitely a um, Southern culture.
0: Well, yeah. And in, in my fall foods list that we talked about a couple episodes back as well, I think every episode, every recipe I had included some sort of Chopped pecans.
1: Okay. I yeah. also love to roast pecans to put on salads. Salads, yep. I just think they taste so good yep. on yeah. A salad. Yeah. So. Good one. There you go. Love pecans. Um, also, the black walnut. Yes. Um, native to North America, the black walnut tree um, is found from actually a lot on the East Coast. Yeah. But um, Massachusetts to Texas. That's a long stretch. It's a very long stretch. They're fairly scarce in the southeast now, um, and I had a neighbor take a huge black walnut I tree. Saw that out of come- his front yard uh, just last week, and so, um, so I hate seeing not, trees go. But that's not helping the scarcity. I know, but they are a messy tree just because those walnuts drop. Yeah, and they're huge and yep. they're practically. They're hard it's like to get open. dropping. They're hard to yeah. get open, too. Yeah. So, so I think that's probably why he wanted to get rid of it. But they also are known for their beautiful dark wood. Um, in the 1800s, those were used a lot for railroad ties and split rail fences because of their rot resistance. That's so crazy. Yeah. That makes sense, though. So nice and hardy. And people still love to get that walnut wood to use for...
0: Making furniture, I do see it in furniture, mm-hmm. home um, custom made furniture places as an option a lot of times. And I like that it's color gorgeous. for
1: stain too because it's just such mm-hmm. a nice dark, pretty color. But anyhow, they black walnuts have a strong, distinctive taste. They're really good for cookies and yes, um, baking. Yes. different things. Agree. If you're making
0: a hummingbird cake, that probably calls <laughs> for some
1: walnuts. Yeah. So. Um, I think that's all I was gonna say about walnuts, also yeah. good in salads. I like those yes. in salads as well and even ambrosias and things like that. Oh, I forgot that about ambrosia. Say. Yeah. That's true. Um, the American chestnut. Okay, that's a good one. And the Allegheny chinkapin chestnut, which okay. I don't know the that Bravo for you un- different pronunciation on that one. <laughs> that's There's that's no, no way I could have gotten that one out. <laughs> I don't know if I said it right. I think you did. Um I did read that there was a chestnut blight in the 1930s that nearly obliterated the species. Dang. I don't okay. I um, But anyhow, the strands of the American chestnut do still exist, but apparently a lot of them are still infected with the fungus from that or wow. something. So I don't know. But um, those are also prize nuts. In fact, I think of... Um, even in England, you hear about the roasted chestnuts. Chestnuts roasted on an open yes. fire. Yeah, yeah. Different things like, uh, I've tried them in the Dickens of a Christmas Festival. They always have roasted chestnuts. And I don't know, it was a little soft for me. I didn't really like yeah. the flavor yeah. of that. Yeah. But um, I'm More of a sugar plum gal myself. <laughs> Did you I like roast- Oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I love sugar. It's very
0: sugary. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But anyhow, yeah, the chestnuts, there's a couple of different varieties, but those are um, also an old southern nut that you may see. Yeah, Um, and I think
0: they also feed a lot of wildlife. Oh, little chipmunks. Yeah, chipmunks, uh, rabbits, deer. Okay. and They all eat that, how do you say it? Allegheny chin... Chink-a-pin, Chink-a-pin chestnut,
1: <laughs> that one. Yes. Oh me. Well, they're they're sweet, but um, I haven't had a lot of chestnuts in my.
0: Yeah, I in don't my think life. I have. That's either. not something
1: I've had a lot of.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I have, I didn't realize. You know, I've grabbed a
1: handful. I of, did live on Chestnut Street for a while, but <laughs> I've never, it's a great name. It is, isn't it? Yeah. That was in Bowling Green, Kentucky, That's when I right. lived on Chestnut Street. Um, and then the last one I had found, I don't know, was the shagbark hickory. Yes. Uh, when I think of hickory, I think of uh, that being one of the. I have some different varieties of chips for smoking meat. Yeah, and hickory is one of That's the ones a I good have. One. Yes, um, it's fla- like it flakes well. I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah. it gives a nice and the bark that gives does, a nice yeah. flavor. I think it's also used in you know furniture and uh, you know fluorine and all different kinds of things, but it also has a nut and I'm not sure if I've ever had a hickory nut. I don't think I have. I would love to try one. Because yeah. I don't I don't know much about the nuts that grow on that, but they're really tall trees. They can grow to be sixty to eighty feet tall. Dang. That's so, tall. That is tall, isn't it? Yeah, that's really tall.
0: That's all of the
1: formal nuts.
0: Yes. That now What's interesting is is that you probably are thinking, Why didn't they say anything about a peanut, right? Yeah, I mean that's very famous. Because it's not technically a nut and I didn't know that. Didn't either. <laughs> like what the heck? Why is it called a peanut if it's not even a nut?
1: It's a legume. Yeah, legume isn't in my vocabulary. Yeah. Well, also a good source of protein. Yes. Legumes are. Yes. But yeah, this is technically a legume and um They're often dried and roasted, which makes them crunchy like a nut. But they're soft when they come out, like a potato out of the ground. Yeah, I was going to say, so they're not on a tree. They're grown in the shell. You know, they come in this shell in the ground. Yeah. So, basically, the peanut is the seed. That's so weird. (laughs) It's just so weird. Um, But, yeah, they became more famous, I think, in the... In the dried, roasted version that we think of in eating at baseball games. I was going to say, what
0: do you think of when you think of shelled peanuts? I think think of of baseball baseball games. games. I think of Logan's Roadhouse, (laughs) which is a chain steakhouse restaurant out of Nashville, actually. Oh, I don't know if I knew it was out of Nashville. Yeah.
1: And have them on the table. You're
0: allowed to take the shelled peanuts that are on the table and throw the shells on the floor. That's totally acceptable. Logan's has about, mm, about 200. No, that's not right. Um, yeah, it's about 200 locations? franchise locations. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was started in Lexington, but the headquarters are
1: here in, in Nashville. Okay. So if you well, haven't been to goodness. a
0: Logan's and want to throw some shelled peanuts on the floor, that's your chance.
1: That's so fun. Well, yeah, if I do get to a baseball game, it's almost like I have to get. Peanuts, because that's just part of baseball for me. Yeah, agree. Um, do you know that another name that you might hear a peanut called is a goober? What? <laughs> that is a name for like people might say. That I thought a goober was like a nerd. Like you're such a goober. Oh, it is that. Okay. I wonder where that came from. Like I wonder what came Why first. That? Yeah. And, but no, it's definitely another nickname for a peanut. That's hilarious. Goober. Okay. I found a little history I wanted to tell our listeners about peanuts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, out of one of the, the S for Southern book that I've referenced yes. before that God- Garden and Gun did, George Washington Carver may have been more taken with peanuts than any other Southerner. Oh, okay. Born to slaves in Missouri in the 1860s, the pioneering scientist came up with hundreds of applications for the plant in the wake of boll weevils. Wrecking the region's cotton crop.
0: That's right. We talked talked about about this
1: before. Uh, Carver invented peanut hand cleanser, peanut charcoal, peanut margarine, and peanut mock oysters. Yet in his enthusiasm for the legume, he just barely outpaced his regional cohorts who had been snacking on peanuts since the 18th century. Peanuts are actually native to South America, but Spanish explorers introduced them to Africa and their last stop before reaching the southern, which was their last stop before reaching the southern colonies. Okay. Initially eaten only by enslaved people, they quickly found favor with other, you know, with the white people, um, that turned them into soup and candy, um... Later, Confederate soldiers sang dreamily about the end of the war when they would kiss our wives and sweethearts and gobble goober peas. Goober peas? Goober peas is what they called it. So, by the 1920s, Peanuts' popularity was soaring in ballparks, at movie theaters, and under circus tents beyond the South, gladdening strapped cotton farmers who weren't sure what else to plant in their sandy soil. Nowadays, approximately one out of every seven nuts consumed in this country is a peanut. Okay, that and makes almost sense. Almost half of U.S. grown peanuts hail from Georgia. Georgia. So Georgia's got the mark got on the pecans and peanuts. That's
0: amazing. But I just
1: thought that was really interesting, even you know, just thinking back to how brilliant George Washington Carver was yeah. in coming up with how to kind of remedy what all this tragedy that was going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So cool. That's good. And needed. They needed something to come home for, their wives and their goobers. (laughs) Goober (laughs) peas.
1: Goober peas. Well, um, we can't talk peanuts in the South without talking boiled peanuts. Yes.
0: And you... you pronounced the actual end of the word "boiled," but sometimes you might even hear it just called "bowl peanuts." Oh, absolutely! You drop the "ed" like a <laughs> silent peanuts. "bowl peanuts." <laughs> so, just wanted to add that in if somebody
1: thought, "Oh, I've only heard of bowl peanuts." <laughs> That's what we're boiled to. boiled peanuts. They're simply raw, unroasted peanuts boiled in salty water for a long time. That's what they are. Um, they're common. They're a common snack in the states of South Carolina, Georgia, Northern Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, and to a lesser extent, North Carolina and Virginia.
0: Yeah. So you would definitely see these at like a roadside stand. That's where you see them, right? With like a you know in a brown paper bag, brown paper bag with like a very you know bojankity looking cardboard sign that just says boiled peanuts or boiled so peanuts. Free. But no one really knows just, like, why Southerners started taking to boiled peanuts, is what I was reading online, because, I mean, it's definitely a Southern well food.
1: it is, but then I did read this. It says, um, boiled peanuts and simil- similarly boiled soybeans exist in other cultures around the globe throughout Asia and Western Africa. Hmm. Okay. So... I don't know. Maybe it started with, like we were talking about, it went from, it came from Africa. Right. Yeah. So maybe they were just doing all different kinds of things with them. Yeah. Well, and I also saw that around the civil war, there was,
0: um, the union general, William Sherman, and he led his troops through Georgia. And apparently he liked. Okay. okay. Boiled peanuts. Okay.
1: So So again, Georgia on the map. <laughs> Well, there is um, a couple of brothers in, out of Charleston that are kind of renowned in the food world that are Matt and Ted Lee. Sometimes yes. you just hear them called the Lee Brothers. Lee Brothers. Yes. Um, and they actually have the website boiledpeanuts.com. Good for them. Own it. Own that domain. I mean, <laughs> and they have a full-blown, like you'll have to go to it and check oh, it out, well. Larba. You can order boiled peanuts. Sure. From that site, it's a five pound pack. And if you order before 1 p.m., you get it FedEx same day. What? Not even how? Not even kidding. That's better than Amazon sometimes. <laughs> um, in fact, there's even a phone number that says, like, if you want to call to place an order to make sure it's, you know, the fa- it's the fastest possible. <laughs> I just think this is so funny wow um but they also have um t-shirts and bumper stickers that say i break for boiled peanuts oh my gosh there you <laughs> it's go so see it's, they're only at roadside stands they know so um if you have a craving because you've had them in the past and want to um have them again Some boiled peanuts. That's where you can get them. And they do this great... The Lee brothers did this great writing that I thought was so stinking cute. Boiled peanuts seem to occupy a space between a snack food and a habit. Uh Uh-huh. Like chewing tobacco. Uh Uh-huh. As any fan can attest, the act of loosening the salty, wet legume from their shell inspires one's mind to take a leisurely walk. People eating boiled peanuts are usually engaged in other tasks. Driving, chatting, fishing, watching a ball game. I just think that's, that's so, so funny true. because you don't just sit down to eat them. Right. You eat them while you're I doing brought, something. I brought even other nuts over while we are doing this podcast. Yeah. So it, anyway, this writing goes on and on. But that's the part I loved about it is that you're usually doing something, doing something while you're eating them. Yeah. And I just thought that was so cute.
0: But That's awesome. Well, and they're a great thing to set out for people if somebody's coming over nuts are now. Nuts. no are yes. messy. sorry I backing think. up They're, that's a a nuts messy in general thing. and yes. i do
1: have to maybe i'm gonna lose some of my southern status i don't like them what? i don't like the softness i of won't them. make you turn in your southern card thank you because i don't like them either <laughs> <laughs> um i did want to mention one other thing about peanuts though um that i find interesting because You guys didn't get a chance to listen to our heirloom seed episode. Oh, yes. Please check that one out. I'll link to it. Yeah. Um, There is an heirloom seed peanut that I wanted to mention that is Southern. Okay. Come on. Okay. So, it is called, I hope I pronounce it right, the Schrantz's Deep Black. Okay. And the history is that back in 1980, which is not that long ago. Dang, that's crazy, yeah. A neighbor of North Carolina resident, Jordan Schrantz, um, gave him some peanuts. And as he started eating these, he realized that the um, shell, like the skin on the Uh inside the shell, but yes. outside the nut, okay. was black instead right. of red. Usually yeah. it's kind it's of got a reddish a red color, but yep. this was black. Um, and he was just kind of fascinated by this. So he kept the peanuts. Good for him. And for um, many years has um, kept this going, okay. this nut going. Okay. So that's why, since he's taken the effort to keep this going, it's called the Schranz's Deep Black. Wow. Um but, supposedly, it's, it's a very flavorful, yummy peanut, and you can get these seeds mm-hmm. through the Southern Exposure Seed Exchange, which I mentioned okay. on that heirloom episode. So, if you want to try the Schrantz's Deep Black Peanut, it's a little different variety, it's considered an heirloom variety. Interesting. There good for him. Go. Good for him for
0: observing what he was eating and right? actually... Taking the time to... Yeah. Keep this one going. Pay so. attention. I saw our library over here is doing heirloom
1: seeds <gasps> now. So okay. I knew that would be of interest to you. Thank you. We're going to have to. I'm going to have to. So in the can, spring. Get, you can check that out too. Get going on some heirloom things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I had really to say about nuts. Well, my, of the, um, that variety. Uh, I can talk about other
0: Southern we, nuts. We do know some nuts <laughs> of the South. <laughs> But we will save those for off air. <laughs> well, my teeth are full of, of different uh, varieties we've been munching on. Thanks for bringing that. Yummy snack. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we would love to sort of see or hear about ones that you guys enjoy. Or if you've got, like, a great recipe, too, of something that is seasonal that you love to use one of these varieties in. Mm-hmm. Pecan
1: probably be in one that's very accessible, we'd love to hear that. So. This is probably good timing to talk about, not only because it is nut season, but we're going to be getting into the holidays exactly. when people are looking for, what do I make that's yeah. regional and yeah. seasonal and yummy? Yeah. There's lots you can do with peanuts and walnuts. And- yeah.
0: And we didn't say much about, um, you know, nuts are... Almost kind of like a, not a luxury item to have on hand, but they're, you know, they're a more expensive snack food. Absolutely. So I think that's also another reason, both the fact that, you know, they're being harvested right now, but I think people are starting to put out some of their finest, like what they've got using
1: what they have. Maybe buying a little, spending a little more at the grocery during the holidays. I certainly do. I do
0: too. Yeah. So I think that's another reason why you see um, them out at parties, and, and I would even like add
1: that. too. Nuts are so great in the sense of if people don't eat meat, it's still a great source of protein. Good point. Yeah, so having that at an event is a great go to protein you source, a
0: different option for somebody yeah. that. That's good point, Laney. Well, you know. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Steel Magnolias podcast. We are quickly moving into Thanksgiving season, and we've got some fun things to help you guys prepare for hosting and holidays and enjoying the season, Yeah, yeah, so... Hopefully, um, you will hang with us and continue to share this podcast with your friends.
1: Yes, let them know. If you're enjoying it, they probably would too. Exactly.
0: All right, y'all have a good week. We'll see you here next time. Bye.